You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. All right, let us say hello to the former UFC middleweight champion, Luke Rockhold, kind enough to join us. He's part of something pretty cool as far as ways to engage with fans. I believe he even helped put some fans in position to, to win some money this past Saturday at UFC 264. We'll get that information right now with Mr. Luke Rockhold himself. Luke, how are you, man? Good to see you. Good to see you, too. I'm, uh, well, working hard with uh, no one, no dance partner, so, but we're still here. All right, still well, <laughs> we'll get into that in a moment, but uh, it is great to have you here. First off, yourself, I, I know Daniel Cormier is, is involved with this as well, as well in the UFC. You're teaming up with Versus Game. You're hosting a variety of games. I, I think you may have been doing something during UFC 264. Is that true? And if so, what did you do? What, what is the role that you have in this? Um, versus Game, you know, it's, it's an f- interesting platform. It's got a lot of like great people behind it, and uh, it's just fun. It's like you give people an opportunity to be right about something. It's, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's it's basically just like you creating a platform, creating different games within games, not just like the fight itself, but like, you know, just fun stuff in between and outside of fights. It can go, it can go any realm, any sport. And it's just, it's cool. It's a little interactive way for the fans to play and make some money. And, uh, we can all have some fun with it. Yeah, and everybody likes to be right, and they can get paid in being right. So that's like do- double-edged sword right there. And I know like fantasy sports and betting on fights have become massive over the last few years, and it's growing more and more now in the MMA. And what like specifically, if you can maybe throw in an example or two, makes this different? Like what sort of makes this stick out compared to some of those other sites and makes this more exciting rather than just say, here's 20 bucks to throw on this fighter to win this fight? Um, I, I'd say just the the variety, and, and I think it's it's basically off people you 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 like and you respect, and you want to play their games. So it's like, you know, if you want to play off my platform, I'm going to create different games that'd be fun for you to interactively play with, not just some bookie like setting the tone and not setting the odds against you. You know what I mean? We're setting the odds for you rather than setting the odds against you. Play you play the house. You play this this gambling game. The odds are always set in their favor. This is why it's interesting because it's just it's just we're we're giving you an opportunity to be right, and there's no odds that are stacked against you in any way, shape, or form. It's just going to be, you know, a clear, straight up opportunity to make your money and have fun with it too. Yeah, the options seem to be endless, and of course, all eyes 
were on Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor this past Saturday, the main event, the trilogy fight. At least it was supposed to be the final chapter between these two guys. Did you watch the fight? Did you watch 264? And if so, what, what did you think of the whole thing? Yeah, I did. I, uh, you know, I, I gave I gave that my my bet was uh, the over under on three rounds, and I, I assumed I can't give my exact opinion, but I was I was assuming it'd be go go earlier than that. So like it did. Uh, I mean, no one could predict the freaking uh, him Connor breaking his ankle. I'm not even sure where it snapped. It snapped right at the ankle. They said it was a clean break of his tibia. His tibia, oh, like right above. Yeah, so it was actually snapped up. Yeah, um, I mean, it was. I was surprised that Connor would like you know waste that. Maybe maybe he jumped to the guillotine because he was already like hurt his leg beforehand, and so something was wrong. And we went to went to that angle, but you know, Dustin came in and wrestled and then put him on his back, and Connor didn't. You know, he's got to learn how to get up. So that's that's the game. But you never know. Like he can come back and reset, but he didn't, and his ankle broke, his tibia broke, and. That's the fight game, man. People, you can't predict anything like that. This stuff that happens. Yeah, it was just, it was just kind of a brutal thing to watch, and you know, there's all these different angles. I know Coach Eric Nixick like put out a video. He said that his mom texted him at seven o'clock Monday morning and said, "Hey, Eric, I think, I think I know how Connor broke his leg. Like he threw a kick when he got back to his feet in the final seconds of the first round, and Poirier blocked it with his elbow, and then he stepped back after they both missed punches, and that's when the ankle broke. So it's just so weird because we don't really know, but there's all these different examples where it, it could have happened. So I don't know what you kind of got from that. I think, I mean, there's no way it's it braised, tibia breaks, just from the elbow, like that from that little kick I saw. I saw the little, little blurb of it, but obviously it was checked hard and it was ready to go. And then it broke through. Um, I mean, it's kind of like why I held back on my kicks. My first kick with Yoel Romero fractured my leg. And so my leg was cracked. I knew it was compromised and I had to work around it. I tried to, I, I couldn't kick more as like any man knew. I knew I was being effective, but my leg was falling apart. And <laughs> I want to make, I, like, I knew something was wrong, but yeah, I don't know. I kept trying to kick a little bit, but. Obviously, something happened before with with Poirier acknowledging that, and I think he checked him really hard, and I think it was fractured, and then it was just that that uh, elbow kick, the little thing, kind of like just put it over the top. Can, can, while I have you here, like, can I just get your take on the aftermath of the whole situation? Because there's two sides to the fence. There's people who feel like Connor was out of line with the things that he's been saying. Then there's like Ronda Rousey came out and said, you know, Connor's just, he's being brilliant. He's planting the seeds for the fourth fight. Like he's hurt and he breaks his leg, but he's on the ground. He's already planting seeds for the next fight. What did you think of the aftermath, the post-fight stuff, all the comments, so forth and so on? Um, yeah. Fucking, it's Connor, man. He's a, uh, He's a promoting genius, you know, and, and there's and the world is <laughs> there's, there's a lot of fucking people that want to want to see him win. A lot of people want to see him lose. He's doing it right. Whatever he's doing, he's doing something right. So, I mean, f- good on him. Fair enough. When you saw like the hype for this event and, you know, it, it's been almost two years to the day since we've last seen you compete. And you, you talked about earlier how you you're just sitting here, you're getting ready, you're getting in shape, you're getting prepared for a fight, but you don't have a dance partner. When you watch an event like that, like do you do you feel the FOMO at all? Like I know you're looking to get back in there as soon as possible. Does that did that fight week enhance that feeling to come back even more? 
it feels good to see that the world come back, you know, and, and filling up an arena and getting that, that energy back into the game. It's like really, you know, that's, that's what the sparks, you know, us, the, us that want to thrive under that, that spotlight, you know, and that's, that's what it's all about fighting on that fighting in a, in a, you know, empty arena. It just doesn't sound as cool. and doesn't feel like the same way. Like how you watching fights through the pandemic and it's just like, there's nothing there. You can't even feel it. And now it's, it's, it's definitely a, a different feeling and and everything is coming back to to full fruition and it's it's more exciting to come back especially when you're just getting healthy too finally getting my health back getting my freedom of movement and um all of it yeah it all adds up to it i'm fucking ready how how would you i guess you compare like the way you feel now what was that say over time sorry i'm gonna make me feel feel good and ready about it too you know what i mean it's like not just the it's the dance partner too. I need I need a fucking right the right dance partner. There you go. And, and in terms of like how you feel physically, uh, like how good do you feel? Like if you can compare it to like other points in your career when you know you I mean you were winning world titles and things like that. Is this like can you say this is like one of the best times you felt physically as an MMA fighter, or have you felt better at other times? Um, I mean, I'm 36 years old. I mean, my body hurts a little bit here and there for sure. Not like it used to be, but. Um, athletically and technically and uh and mentally yes i feel fucking i feel sharp i feel ready i feel like i can like i can i've been able to like be more present sometimes throughout the careers you you, you allow the pressure and the different things to kind of wait on you and uh right now i just feel so clear-headed and, and just in a good space where i'm ready to come back and i can assert myself and i can i can do what i know i can do then give me the fucking dance partner to prove that or not whatever i don't care i mean it's like i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna do i'm gonna do what i do and so let me prove myself right or let people want to fucking try to prove me wrong but someone's got to step up and fucking do it what do you mean by like i i know from there's been previous reports that and it hasn't been from like a lack of effort on your part from from the things that i have read to get back in there but there's one report about hamza chamaya turning out a fight now he's fighting li jing liang what happened there from your perspective? Like, was there an actual offer for you to fight Hamzat, but then you just realized he wanted to stay at 170? What, was it as simple as that? Like, can you talk about that from your perspective? Um, well, I was, I was looking at 85-pounders in the middle, like, you know, the, at, at top 10 ranked guys. I wanted guys, solid guys. I mean, Ural Hall went the other way, chose a different guy. I know our management talked with Kevin Holland and, he he actually reached out to me. He's the only guy who reached out to me personally. He said, "Who who thought Ducky the DM me?" And the guy jumped in. I was like, nah, "I don't know. Your manager talked and didn't sound like that was the direction they want to go." He's like, "No, no, no. Let me handle my business and you know, I'll step up. We'll do my thing." That guy is, you know, respect that from him. He's a man. I was worried he's the only guy that could that I could assume that wanted something that's interesting. So we'll see if that comes later to fruition. But um, I know Jack Romanson didn't want it. I know a lot of a lot of guys. A lot of guys in the, in the division just in that top rank didn't want it. They threw Chamayev at me just out of nowhere because I didn't see it coming. I didn't even really think about it, and I was like, "Fuck!" I just kind of got got a little interested about it. The kid kid's been talking up a big game thing and beat every everybody and anybody at any time. And I like to take the hype. I heard I heard good things from that from the inside too. I heard the kid's real tough. So it's, let's see, let's see what it's all about. I love that. Like taking that or he can prove himself right but they offered me a date they offered me like august 7th and i was like i was just a little pressed for time and i was like but i was like okay okay i was like 
let's fucking you know let's do it and then they then they wanted to push it back to a main event on august 28th and i got really excited i was like fuck let's go 100 percent. i thought it was done because they, they they kept giving me like multiple dates and then he just went silent i guess he wants to stay at 170 yeah something like that <laughs> has there since then has there been other other fights presented to you at all but it's just hasn't been that appealing to you or is it just it's been crickets at this point uh, no, nothing, nothing there since. I think everything's they're waiting on. Uh, they're waiting on this fight to obviously done. Get, get over with with uh, Connor and Poirier was a big thing. So like once you get past that, this week hopefully we get some more traction. Hopefully something pops up. Hopefully someone sacks up. So right now you're in the same spot you've been in for the last several months. You're waiting for a fight. You're skateboarding. You're training. You're sparring with freaking Michael Bisbing, something no one ever thought would we'd ever see, and just waiting for that phone to ring. So you're in the same spot, man. Like life has changed immensely for you since you've last fought, right? Oh yeah, it's huge. It's great. <laughs> life, life is great, man. I'm fucking. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I think everything's meant to be. Everything will happen when it's time. So I just I just roll with it. Do you feel like do you feel like your fight's going to be with somebody outside of the top fifteen at this point, with the way things are scheduled and booked and the way things look right now, the landscape of this division? I don't know. I mean, if it's if it's Chimaev who's outside of fifteen, <laughs> I don't. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna take anything that doesn't excite me. I'm not just going to step up and fight something that not, not excites me. It doesn't excite my fans. It's like there's no point to them doing that. I've been Strikeforce champ. I've been UFC world champ. I don't need to come back and fight some bum. That doesn't fucking get me excited. I'd rather just not come back. If you want me to fight, give me something that excites me. Give me something that excites my fans, my people, and all of us. That's like otherwise fuck off and let me go because I ain't going to fucking do that. Is Shamayev at the top of the list right now? Like if you had no. a choice with no, what's realistic? No, I- Something's fun. Something's exciting. That's like, I mean, if they are outside the top ten, they got to be fucking. You know, they got to be something that that gives me like some interest. Somebody's got fucking personality. Someone's got hype. Someone's got fucking. Someone that gets me up, gets me out of fucking bed. I'm not gonna wake up for some fucking chump who doesn't do anything for me and get out of bed and work my ass off. I'm fucking 36 years old. I've achieved those, those heights, and it's like I want something that gets me excited. I believe that I'm still one of the best guys in the world, and I came from the number two spot in the world. I lost a world title fight to Yoel Romero. None of these motherfuckers in the top ten would fight Yoel Romero, you know, even at, in his heyday. I fucking lost a world title fight, and I stepped away from the division. I'm not coming back and fighting some bum. Are you surprised that you haven't booked anything? Like when you hit, when people heard that you were coming back, like we thought this is a no brainer. Like anybody who got offered your name, you, I would think they would say yes and jump on it because former world champion, you got a following. Ranked and everyone's fucking thinks they're like entitled to this fucking position and their, their, their ranking. It's all fucking bullshit. They don't really mean that much anyways in the grand scheme of things. (laughs) It don't mean anything. Fuck off. I, 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 if you want to talk about ranking, I'm still fuck. Well, I come back, I'm still number two. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> fucking what the fuck is a ranking? I just like uh, I want I want someone who's got fucking you know who makes sense, who gets me excited. Like I said, not it's not just about the ranking, but you know, a little bit. So Paul. I mean, I think those fights are coming up in the fall, so you're willing to wait to see how, like, the Holland fight goes. Honestly, I think a lot of these guys are going to fucking run away from 
my position because I know that when I'm on, I'm on. But I think I'm going to fall and just start training hard, start working for it. And then, you know, one of those fights are going to fall apart. And one of these guys is going to have I'm going to step in and they're going to have to sack up because that's the way the game works. How has the how's the golf game been? It's getting better and better. <laughs> you definitely like like from 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 the MMA fighters that I've seen swing the sticks. You definitely have the more I guess pure, more professional swing. Like like look at DC swing. Like we've seen it. He's been successful at almost everything he does. But like if you and DC had like a golf match, like what would it be like the spread? Like five, ten strokes or more on your side. Like how would that go? Five strokes? Come on, have you seen his swing? <laughs> sometimes the swing doesn't matter, man. It's about putting the ball in the hole. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't matter. DC and you know, every blind squirrel can find a nut, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love getting out there with DC. He's uh, he's trying. He's trying hard. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like 15, 20 maybe. <laughs> oh, that, that, that bad, huh? Wow. I'm I'm like I'm in the you know if I if I'm trying I'm in the mid 80s. All right, I can that's get pretty I, good. 70s. Back in the day when I was golfing more, but I can get, I can get low 80s pretty 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 consistently. Is he in the three the, the triple digits consistently, or is he in the 90s now? Has he gotten that point? It depends on if we're giving him four foot putts, you know. Okay. <laughs> if we're giving <laughs> the, the gimmies. Four, four foot putts and mulligans that we're just not counting on anyway. <laughs> Take, take take another one, DC. Take another Molly, my man. Get back out there. Oh man. Well, Luke, I, listen. I, I appreciate you giving me some time today. You, you seem to be taking things in stride as best as you can. I can tell you're getting you're ready to get back in there. It's just you're not just going to jump back in there for for anything. You want the right fight and the right dance partner, and I can see where you're coming from. So, uh, but if you're watching right now, you can join Luke in his whatever game he's going to be putting together on the Versus Game app uh, for. Uh, upcoming UFC events. I know UFC 265 is coming up on August 7th. What do you got? You got a game coming up that you can plug? Uh, you, who is it? <laughs> who is the August 7th one? I'm excited for the football season to come back around. Oh, yeah. Those all sounds a little fun little... And, you know, I got some insight on a lot of things, so we can play, we can we can diversify a bit through that. Who's the, who's the next UFC fight? Uh, this weekend is Islam Makachev and Tiago Moises, but the next pay-per-view is August 7th. So that's Derek Lewis and Cyril Gan for the interim heavyweight title. Yeah. <laughs> interim heavyweight title. Don't get me started on that one. Oh, go ahead. Get started. We get started. Oh, no. Why? I won't because I'm going to secure a good fight. Nothing makes a lot of sense right now but that. We're just gonna... I, I'll, I'll see you later. Well, join join uh, Luke on versus game, and you can you can play him and uh, see see what he thinks of the interim title fight and other games he can be putting together for the football season. True or false? Tampa Bay wins the Super Bowl again this coming season. Uh, all signs point to yes. I would assume right now it looks pretty good for him. There we'll go. see. Boston boys. That's you right. Still hurt a little bit. <laughs> I just drank with your boy Julian this morning. You did? Yeah. How's he doing yeah. post retirement? He's uh, he's doing some things. He's got a lot of things in the works. He's working. Yeah, he's good. He's he's he's. Yeah. I met. He's that you one. Won't, hurt. You won't see. You won't see him in Tampa Bay, so I don't want to break your heart. You know. <laughs> 
listen, it is what it is. You know, sometimes like you get to a certain age, Luke, like you're 36. I'm older than you. So, I mean, sometimes you just uh, kind of deal with your priorities and put them in different places. And, you know, it hurt to see Tom go, but guys winning rings still. And he's going to be back at Foxborough later on this, this season. And he'll probably kick our asses and I'm just going <laughs> to deal with it. That is not looking good for you guys this year. <laughs> oh, come on. Cam Newton, dude. No, no, no faith in Cam. <laughs> That's all you need to say. Thanks, man. See you later. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.